right. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Pancreation Philosophy. We got another video episode here, episode 147. So shout out to all the people. Thank you for uh, listening, watching, tuning into the show. You can, um, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pancreation. Uh, shout out to the people that have decided to sponsor the show. We got my Turkmenistan friend, Rustam Hamamedov. Got my homie Tom Kravitz. And also got uh, our Chinese philanthropist, Big Wang, supporting the show. And yeah, thank you to uh, my friend on SoundCloud, Floating Forest, giving us the intro music for the show. And yeah, I mean, with that out of the way, let's talk about the guests I have today. He was uh, recommended, you know, from previous guest Vlad, and we got Andrew Muller. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, hey, I got an additional sponsor for the show here too. Oh, yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, so uh, if you if, uh, if you don't mind me just jumping right into yeah, that. just go right into it, man. Well, what awesome. is it? So, um, you know, I'm a marketing guy, just like yeah. Vlad. You know, I run yeah. Facebook. Google Ads, so I was able to get um, get Facebook to sponsor this uh, episode. Oh, nice! I'll just uh, I'll just do the ad read here. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you sick and tired of running your own Facebook ads, only to find out that you have a negative return on investment compared to your ad spend? Mm -hmm. Do you wish that there was someone available who could waste your ad spend for you, <laughs> rather than you spending countless hours of your own time to throw thousands of dollars down Facebook's gnarling jaws? Introducing. Facebook marketing experts, a revolutionary new way to throw advertising dollars down the drain. <laughs> Facebook marketing experts will reach out to you via email to tell you that you've been selected for a quote special program unquote from Facebook, where we will yeah. offer you advice on how to optimize your Facebook account into oblivion. Feature one, need advice on how to spend 100% of your ad budget without worrying about actually getting a return? Check. Feature two, want constantly changing account managers so you never get to know one person and they don't know you either. We've got you covered there. Feature three, do you like booking appointments with a rep only to find that they're on vacation that day and no one notified you, wasting precious meeting time on your calendar that you could have used for important calls? Don't worry, Facebook marketing experts have got that too. A legal disclaimer, the term expert is used as a job title for our customer support representatives. We make no claims of legitimate expertise based on training or education, and we make no claims of being able to improve your account performance or revenue generated from your advertising accounts. Facebook marketing experts, don't do it by yourself. We'll waste your ad dollars for you. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook, for that sponsor. I uh, really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, so, uh, anyways, yeah. So I used to uh, I used to run a comedy podcast. Okay, um, nice. So uh, uh, we had about sixty episodes. It was called Real Movies with Real Men. And, Real uh, movies with real men. <laughs> yeah, we had our, our logo was like a it was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger arm in uh, okay. Predator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so son I, of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I I loved that logo so much. Um, but yeah, so it was like three scrawny white nerds. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we had a lot of ad reads. I had one, um, we had, a, we reviewed the new Independence Day movie one time. So um, the ad read was for Sin Dependence Day, where intergalactic missionaries come to Earth uh, to convert them to Christianity, only to find, uh, instead of being able to enslave humanity with their religion, that humanity was already enslaved <laughs> by their sins. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so okay. on and so on. So, <laughs> cool. so real, real, real movies with real men. And I guess like what spawned that uh, podcast or how did you guys come up with, uh, with the theme? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, like I'm a big Tim and Eric fan. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's not pretty. <laughs> that's not apparent. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did, um, we, we, we started with a skit. We did like, uh, um, what was the Marvel movie? Uh, it was one of the Captain America. It was Civil War. Civil so, War. Okay. <laughs> so I got the local theater to um, to let us use the. the 
after we did this footage. And it was, it's very satirical, right? You're, you're bumbling over yourselves. You're just making <laughs> up stuff. Our, our, our main joke was that these, uh, that these Marvel movies, that there's so many superheroes, you can't even keep track of them. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. so, so I'm like, oh, there was Pocket Man. He can make pockets and anything. Uh, there's like, there's the wheel. <laughs> the wheel. <laughs> we're just making you're just bumbling through all of these different uh potential superheroes and um at the end at the end of filming the producers like there is no usable footage out of anything <laughs> that we took <laughs> and i took it back and i edited it and he i brought it back and he was like i cannot believe that you edited something so coherent and yeah. funny <laughs> out, of, uh, out of this so um so the podcast ended up not being really a satirical thing. It was actually more just a straight up um, comedy podcast uh, okay. rather than completely sarcastic about everything. But um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think I was just trying to come up with a really stupid pun um, for, the, for the initial <laughs> one, yeah. um, which was, uh, I think we had spelled real like an R-E-E-L. Yes. Uh, which is like just a really obvious lame <laughs> dad joke uh mm -hmm. and then uh and then i think the uh i think the lameness of it became more thematic than um silly so we didn't we didn't stick with that spelling for the real show but um yeah i wrote the theme <laughs> song for it and okay. you know kind of same thing as uh yeah so anyways sorry uh, now you now you know what i'm now. up to <laughs> i do marketing and i used yeah. to have this stupid podcast <laughs> <laughs> so i guess on the marketing aspect andrew like how did you uh how did you get started in that have you ever done drywall before? <laughs> like make drywall or like break? Have you ever yeah. like sheetrock, like like put up drywall in yeah. the house? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can have. That? Pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's an awful job with a guy yeah. for a guy with ADHD. It's like <laughs> I know some people can kind of let their minds wander when they're doing yeah. a monotonous job. And my mind is wandering just how can I escape the hell that I am in? I have no mouth and I cannot scream mm -hmm. uh, like that's. So I, I just thought I got to I'm 16 years old. I'm going to graduate high school next year. I have got to find to do something uh -huh. other than drywalling. Cause that's what my parents are <laughs> making me do. And, uh, and I think it was like a clever ploy on their part. I don't think that they intended for a second that got I it. would drywall. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted me to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, God, just, uh, you know, if that was intentional, <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is some genius shit. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I mean, that was in 2008, I think. So I've, I've done really everything in marketing at this point, which is, um, not particularly interesting on its own. Um, although I have all the horror stories. Um, but what I started getting into was this idea of, like hyper agile testing, which, um, okay, well, let, let me, let me back up to the problem. The problem mm -hmm. is that whether you're doing a podcast, um, or you're promoting your band or your business, or you have a new product, um, everybody's like, I'm good at this thing. Hey, I'm really good at making computer mice. I don't know, whatever you're good at. So mm -hmm. I'm going to make my product and try to sell it. And, uh, you put all this infrastructure in place or, or you're doing a podcast. Like, I mean, I did <laughs> episodes and, yeah. you know, I think we had 500 listeners after two and a half years of work. And mm -hmm. that's not a lot for how much work I put into this fucking, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, um, so being able to actually like pierce the market and come up with like some sort of winning yeah. message mm -hmm. or some sort of winning product is very, very, very difficult to do. Oh. And the problem is if you're already doing it, it's even harder because now all your time is spent actually <laughs> doing the thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm a fan of selling things before they even are exist. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, typically any sort of project, like, yeah, if you're going to do, like, I'm going to stick with podcasts because, uh, yeah. you know, like keep it, yeah. keep it relevant, right? This is yeah. not primarily a business um, podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you can spend probably, I don't know what, three months preparing. It's like, okay, here's the type of show we're going to have. We're going to get mm -hmm. the guy to make the theme song, maybe a few mm -hmm. sponsors or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you launch it and then you're like, cross your fingers and hope yeah, that it's just won't. like hope. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's kind of the opposite. It's like I okay. launch on day one and then I am quickly testing to see what people are reacting to. Okay. Um, okay. And then by month three, I've actually already you know, build something up. So it. Uh, when it comes to a, like a business, I, it's very common for biz businesses to spend like 40 grand on a, like a new web project or a new oh, marketing wow. campaign okay. or something like that. Like that is not uncommon in the slightest, okay. even in like my small butt fuck town nowhere where there's like <laughs> thousand people here, like businesses will still spend um, that much, you know, by the time you have 
all this strategy work done. Um, and then you launch it and it fails. And for me, I would rather spend a bunch of time testing out different messages, like on Facebook ads. Um, I'll test like 200 messages in a month, you know, okay. and most okay. people can like when they're trying to test messages for their website, like they spend a month just to get one or two, you know, just to one get or enough two traffic messages. To yeah. yeah. Get a statistical significant, um, uh, reading of that. So, um, usually by the time I, so, so I'm iterating constantly. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm testing all these messages. I, uh, you know, if I'm making a sales letter, like every piece of like copy on that sales letter, I'll have tested in Facebook as a standalone phrase to see if people, if it brought curiosity, if it made people to okay. made people click on it. Um, so we call that like an agile method where you're starting, you're launching your project the first day and yeah. it's like, okay, here's our crappy version. And then we're iterating and we're mm -hmm. looking at user recordings and seeing like on the podcast, you might be like, well, how far are people listening into the show mm -hmm. where are they mm -hmm. dropping off like are they dropping off at the theme song mm -hmm. it's like you know and then maybe you're like oh maybe what if we cut the theme song in half or what if we had like more of a spectacular intro uh, or something mm -hmm. like that and you and you look at like those areas you're like oh 50 percent of people dropped off all at this one spot in the podcast mm -hmm. and it's like that's when i did my stupid fucking facebook ad read <laughs> oh people hate these ad reads you know yeah. so um, it's this really feedback oriented thing, but it's, but it's about making changes really, really quick. So, okay. um, I mean, I do that mostly for business clients. Um, but it, you know, it, it's useful for musicians and stuff too. It's like, okay, well, um, like for example, I have this robot electronic pop act, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, I have like this big robot on my head that moves around. I have a sensor on my head. And I have like a microphone because I'm singing on stage. And then this robot's like a foot or two above me because I have this big structure around me, like using a hiking backpack, mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. sounds pretty bizarre. And this <laughs> robot, will, he'll move around and open his mouth. Babe. When I, Every time I sing, the volume goes to his mouth and then it'll open. Huh. And, um, okay. and the sensor on my head will detect my movements left and right. And even if I like, kind of turn myself with the accelerometer kind of what's in your phone mm -hmm. um so people can't see me because i'm kind of covered like the man behind like uh, yeah. I, got, I got like a costume on so they can't see uh behind me and uh, i mean i'll send you a screenshot of that or something okay okay but, but um so it's like well how do you so if you're on stage it's like how do you describe that like what's the ad that's going to get people to come mm -hmm. and you know maybe get into your list or maybe like do your crowdfunding campaign or something yeah. like that um and i find it's uh like I had this one quote that, that did really well where it, uh, it was kind of like a testimonial that I just, <laughs> and it was like, I didn't realize how fucking humongous this robot would be. <laughs> right. And it's like, it draws some curiosity. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like, what's the best way to describe it? Like, what's the best way to, you know, like, and you know, try to come with like a three or four word headline that'll really get people's attention. Um, and I had like robotic art pop or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Cause I, I mean, whatever. Um, yeah. so, um, anyway, so, but usually the, the main thing is that most people take like a month to, to run these sorts of tests and I do them in like two hours. Oh, like, wow. Okay. I work on really, really small data. Most people want big data. They're like, Oh, I want 4,000 people to go to this page. So I get a 99% certainty. I'm like, no, no, no. 80, 20. It's like, I, don't need 30, <laughs> yeah. I need 30 people to get an 80% certainty on this, on this test. And okay. like that's cheap, it's quick. Uh, the only thing that's expensive is my time, but um, yeah. whatever. So um, that sort of philosophy, I think, can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, like, you don't have to just be a, like a marketer. Like, I mean, you guys are, if you're doing like MMA and stuff yeah. like that, like, I, know that's, yeah. I know that's kind of, uh, I, I was looking down the memes on your, on your <laughs> uh, yeah. for this, and it's like, if you can test out a lot of different things and have a flexible mm -hmm. mindset, which I think is so hard in talking oh, okay. an expert. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that to me is 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 the most useful thing it's like how like for i mean i'm i, I did like mma for like three months so like, <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not experienced martial artist andrew yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah i'm a total pro yeah. uh because of how fast they work no i was like yeah. i was i i there's too many injuries in mma man <laughs> that's yeah. not good um <laughs> but um yeah so it's like I could see uh, you being like, okay, if you're stuck in a lock or like you're grappling, mm -hmm. you could measure, this is just me like pie in the sky ideas. It's like how many different 
uh, escapes could I try in in 10 seconds? Yeah. yeah. Like, like could, I, could I do five? Like, you know, can I struggle mm -hmm. into these different things? And it's like, you could time yourself to like kind of mm -hmm. test your flexibility, right? Ah, okay, okay. So for me, it's yeah. like, if I'm doing marketing tests, it's like, how many tests can I get done in a week? It's like, I used to be able to do like eight. And it's okay. like, now I can do 18. Oh, wow. So okay. like, I kind of have this little notebook and I'm keeping up with it to, uh, you see, if you see that movie, The Founder, when they, the McDonald's movie. Oh yeah, the McDonald's guy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they have that, that, um, that court, uh, the tennis court and they're yeah. drawing out the restaurant on it yeah. and they're, yeah. they're, and, and like they put all the employees in and they're like, how, how, how can we get these employees to move around the kitchen Got fast? It. Like streamline it essentially. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're streamlining it. And like, I think yeah. you can systematize even artistic accomplishments. Ha, huh, interesting. Uh, okay. You can think about it in the right way. And to me being <laughs> agile is the right way to think about it. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, I've been going off for like 20 minutes. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I think, I think that is very fascinating for sure. Like the agile way of like, of developing and going about that. So I guess like, how did you, or what about it, like made you like realize that, oh, this is the way I want to do marketing. Right. Like, how did you develop that? All the yeah. horror stories. I <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I mentioned like it's, you spend all this time planning and then maybe the project is even a flop. I mean, like usually they're not total flops, um, but it's nice to get that validation. I mean, when I was, kind of just um, someone who wasn't in charge and people were just giving me ads <laughs> around they're like, Hey, just run this, you dummy. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just started to notice this pattern where it's like, sometimes people would give me an idea and I would run their idea and I don't get to change the idea. <laughs> I think it, it might be dumb. Yeah. And just, even though I'm doing my job where I'm like optimizing these ads and I'm doing all the work that you're supposed to do, uh, I just got wildly, wildly different results. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. it start, and, and, and I mean, this, it seems like a pretty obvious point. It's like, yeah, somebody has a stupid idea and you're <laughs> not going to go very far. Um, but when you're kind of like, you're, uh, you have like the blinders on and you're just kind of trying to do your job, like the thing that you're paid for, mm -hmm. uh, it can be harder to see that. And I just have this tremendous sense of guilt where I'm just like, man, I'm running, I'm spending all these ad dollars and like, they're just being wasted. And I just don't feel like there's anything I can do about it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I, I was always looking for it. It's like, I, I, have you ever read the four hour work week? Yes. By Tim Ferriss. Yeah. 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 So, um, the most tremendously boring book I've ever read. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I understand yeah. why it's so highly recommended. Skip and, meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skip meetings. It's like hire an yeah. assistant, get them to yeah. check your emails <laughs> and uh, market test your shit before you yeah. launch it. Yeah, like it's like basically the whole, there's the whole book right there. Yep. Um, you're welcome, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. What's that? What's that? That service Blinkist, where it like signs. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is yeah. a sponsorship by Blinkist for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so he he has this chapter in there where he's like, oh, what what you should do instead of just starting a business is take three different business ideas, and like maybe you're selling some supplements or you're yeah. uh, you have some drop shipping yeah. <laughs> or yeah. uh, uh, Ray-Bans knockoffs or like there are always these shitty ass business ideas too. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking yeah. Ray-Bans, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like just sell, we just sell like um, bread clips. Uh, <laughs> the world needs freshness right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like make three different websites like really quickly like Squarespace style. I mean, I think you wrote this book in 2000 so it was like yeah it was yeah it's it's pretty dated now pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. dated. and yeah. go and run some google ads on there yeah. And, yeah. and and nobody ever fall even people who did start businesses because of tim first nobody ever followed this advice which is yeah. actually the best advice he ever gave and because <laughs> like, the logic of it makes so much sense you're like yeah. right because like you put five hundred dollars into yeah. ads, these three things and you mm -hmm. see just which one sells on its own like you haven't even optimized it like you haven't even done a good job like just see which one based on the market which is like the hardest force to overcome so like yeah. you better get this right first is like uh -huh. what do people want and what's easy to sell and like what's profitable and it's like okay well i yeah my ray-ban sunglasses i made like 50 dollars and i spent like 200 bucks on those ads yeah and then like my bread clips i spent 200 bucks but i made like 200 bucks 
And then I like my, I don't remember what my third example was, my like earpiece um, mm -hmm. gel, mm -hmm. uh, like I spent 200 bucks and like we made like 500 bucks and it's like, and I put the same effort into all of them. And then you're like, damn, like I could have chosen that $50. <laughs> yeah. exercise oh you just froze for a second there did i yeah. lose you are you we're yeah. good no I'm just, we're, we're good um yeah. like, why am i why am i pushing this boulder uphill on like these shitty ray-bans <laughs> knockoffs when i could be selling earpiece gel that's like 10 times the profit mm -hmm. and like the logic of that is great and nobody fucking does it because it's like it's actually quite a bit of work okay. um so the nice thing about facebook ads is like you can do that same test but you can do it for like 30 bucks oh like, okay so cheap man to run just tiny little tests so, um, I mean, if I was going to start a business, I would pick like 20 different products and do, okay. them, and do them all. Like I would just <laughs> throw balls to the wall and get it. But like, dude, I have this where like we, I have clients and like they're at, you know, you know, people always advertise like an ebook, right. And it's yeah. a way to get people to subscribe into your, um, into your list. Yeah. And, like I have clients where literally I just changed the headline and it's like this headline for your ebook was $25 per lead and this headline was $2. Oh wow. And it's yes. like so it's starting at it's trying to start at that like that top level like uh I have this saying that's um if you're like if you're going to test something uh liken it to trying to find a needle in a forest. Okay. First, make sure you're in the right forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then make sure you're at the right tree, then mm -hmm. make sure you're at the right uh branch and then the leaves. So it's like, if you know which leaf it's at in, w in which forest, it's very easy, fucking easy to find that needle. Right. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. if you're in the wrong forest, like you will never ever find it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and, and what it's talking about is like, what is the thing that makes the most impact? Like if, mm -hmm. if you're like an MMA, it's yeah. like, is grappling all the time, like the best thing or is like, I don't know, freaking studying or watching YouTube, like, which is the yeah. thing that actually makes the okay. biggest difference. I'm Got assuming that some sort of actual like tell me like what yeah. what do you think makes the biggest difference like yeah. if you had to focus on only one thing you were not allowed to have a well-rounded yeah. uh, ability what would you focus on I, yeah, if it was only just one thing i really think that the thing to focus on would be would be just wrestling in that kind of way just because like, then yeah because um, yeah yeah just yeah just like getting taking somebody like standing up to then taking them down onto the ground because across the board, like right now, in terms of the metagame, that's kind of what is the most dominant. Like, I mean, Habib being the best example. I mean, he's not just a wrestler, but that's like the majority of, of what he does to control, like from there. Yeah. Right. Got yeah. you. Uh, like, why do you think that that is more important than the other things? Like, why is that the 80 yeah. I think I think that's the 80-20 just because of the how like throughout like because you're talking about like like multiple fields because i think in terms of like the the stand-up that's like when both people are standing the party it's still like that's still most important being able to change the direction of where the fight is going and i think that that's the most important thing like the ability to control where the fight's going yeah exactly right. so that you have the momentum on your side like that. yeah right momentum that's a great yes. that's a great thing like yeah not fighting uphill and it's like People want to fight uphill, I think, because, <laughs> yeah. because it was the first idea they had. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. this is the thing that I was good at. Like, this was my idea. Like, I mean, when we started the, that podcast, it was going to be a metal podcast. A metal podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. my two buddies were, like, they're total metal heads. Like, yeah. they just they look the part and everything, <laughs> even though they're, like, super... Uh, funny yeah. dudes, although I don't know what that has anything to do with anything. Um, <laughs> and, and like the first day, we I mean, we did five pilot episodes because I, I had heard that advice. Like, make five episodes, don't ever publish them. Okay. And like, holy shit, was that the best advice I ever got? Like, those first five episodes are atrocious, man. <laughs> I've gone back and listened to the first few episodes we ever published, and I'm like, man, these are rough. Like, I, I like these are already pretty rough. Like, imagine. <laughs> what those first five pilot episodes but the first the pilots give you like uh you're able to experiment you're mm -hmm. like we're like i had a different theme song mm -hmm. and like we were able to talk about it and be like hey we should this theme song sucks like, <laughs> it, like it's too dark like it, it was like kind of a, like a more of a like a it's like so this like post metal like theme song mm -hmm. i wrote like more of a synth wave one with like really heavy like bass like from commando like he's always i don't know like and <laughs> I, I really wanted steel drums in there like too <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, um 
yeah anyway so like we're in like if we had already launched the show i would have been like oh no we're stuck with it like this people have already heard it like whatever yeah. so um again like that experimenting before you publish before you ship it is really um really really useful i think i lost my point but oh well <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, th I think your point andrew was like talking talking about yeah, like starting like like starting like a business venture or like a podcast idea, and then how what you would do like to get it off the, off the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that quick experimentation is yeah. uh, is vital. Um, so it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, and <laughs> it's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, because you you talked about I guess like your like how how you look at our ads, how you look at like marketing talk about Facebook ads, I guess in terms of, um, yeah. So when you mentioned like test, like, like testing, like how are you like, like what exactly is like the analytics that, that, that you're looking right. at? Right. Yeah. So, um, if you're going to test something, because mm -hmm. like, people get really caught up on this because it's like, <laughs> okay, so like, let, let, like, let me give you an example. Um, in the marketing world and then I'll, I'll make a translation. Maybe you can think of some things that maybe we can apply this to, cause I can totally do some thought experiments with you. Okay. Okay. Um, so if you have a, like a landing page, which is just a page people go to from an ad, you click on an ad, you go to the mm -hmm. website, whatever that page is, they call it a landing page. It's just mm -hmm. cause you landed there. Um, so it's like a pretty relative term. Um, typically they're like, if you, if you're like trying to get emails, you want to get a hundred people to sign up to that before you like have an, a, a, like a really statistically significant like idea. You're like, okay, a hundred people showed up, five of them converted uh, into like an email. That's a 5% conversion rate. So it's like, mm -hmm. I need fricking, I don't know, like, how do I get a hundred people? I need like fricking like 5,000 people to show up to this website or like <laughs> 2000. Like I need, a, I need a lot of people to show up before you're like, okay, that's a static number. Cause usually you, like your first feedback is going to be a little bit different. Like you have a hundred people show up 5%, 5% convert. So you have a thousand people show up that 5% is probably going to drop to like a 3%. Like it's like the more numbers come in, it kind of like equalizes down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so he's like, okay, if you're going to run two versions of this page to see which one converts better, uh, you're going to need a hundred conversions on each page. It's like, you just spent like 5,000 bucks getting like enough people to get like a hundred <laughs> in industry standard conversion rate is like 2%. Like I run landing pages that convert to like 30, 35% sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so he's like, yeah, you gotta spend like $5,000 just to run a friggin' test. And like, for me, it's like, that is a waste of time and a waste of money. Like you're spending a month, like friggin' just trying to run one test. Mm -hmm. um, try to run very small tests and look for the signal. Like you're not going to get a statistically significant sample, but if you're looking for the signal of, and, and what I mean by signal is like you're seeing lots of people respond. It's like, hey, like uh, I ran this Facebook ad and like. 5% of people clicked on it. And then this other one, only 1% clicked on. And it's like, okay, like that you're seeing signal, like people are interested in what you're putting out there. And like, I have things where people like 20% of people are clicking on them. And then like my other headline, like 0.5 of, of a percent are clicking on them where it's just like, damn, people are not interested in that. So it's like, you don't need to run it to very many people to see if there's some signal coming. And like, yeah, there could be some false positives in there, but the fact that you're able to run so many more tests and just keep like hitting the ground running and just moving and moving, like you're gonna get somewhere really, really, really quickly too. So um, like, I mean, heck my, like I have this stupid satirical Facebook ad and it's like, <laughs> do I put it at the beginning of the episode to like make a splash when I walk in? Do mm -hmm. I like put it in the middle of the episode? It's like every podcast, I'm going to try something different. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe I need to shorten it because it's like too long or something like that. Like I, you know, read the facial expressions, like, like try to get testing really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, if you're like doing a new business idea, like I would just, I would just talk to people. <laughs> Honestly. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I would be, yeah. I would talk to somebody and tell like, like, Okay, let's let's say I'm not going to test twenty different business ideas, and I'm just going <laughs> to, yeah. like, yeah, I I could I could like run a bunch of ads, but say I, like you're mm -hmm. not like a super ad wizard. It's yeah. like I would talk to people and just look to see if their eyes glaze over. 
<laughs> are they interested? Like, are yeah. they saying, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's pretty yeah. interesting. Or are they like, oh, how does that work? Like, like, you know, tell me more about that. Like if somebody says that's interesting, like that is like, that person did, did not find that very interesting. <laughs> like yeah. if they were interested, they'd be like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah, yeah. Is that, like, sorry go back and explain that like you know <laughs> you're gonna like you yeah. know like an actual signal or got it whatever. so like what figure out interest from there yeah. yeah yeah like i mean i don't say that's interesting when somebody tells me about like some new music technique I'm like, <laughs> hmm, that's interesting oh, hmm, that hmm. solves like 10 of my problems that i'm grinding my teeth to dust trying to solve yeah that's very interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm like give me that shit now bitch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, so what type of stuff are you like talking about with people right now? Like what type of concepts are you on? Like, yeah. help, help, like, let's turn the, I want to. Yeah. Like yeah, towards the channel off of me so that yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, hear. Oh, oh no, for sure. No, it's interesting. Well, especially in terms of like marketing and just like this brief conversation with you that ha leads me to really like, oh man, how am I actually testing? Like, uh, really, I'm not looking, I'm not really looking at any analytics or, I mean, kind of, but I'm not really, I don't really have any measurables in terms of. Right. Like Does SoundCloud much. have like a drop off? Yeah. So SoundCloud, it has, yeah. Cause I'm both on, I'm on several, like, uh, I guess, streaming platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, and uh, like Apple podcasts, like Stitcher. But when I look at analytics, it only shows for like the one platform. Like I can see how many plays are on SoundCloud, but then I have to look at something else to see how many plays are on like Spotify. So it's not like right. a central kind of thing. Like Here's where I would start with yeah. the podcast is yes. go, where do you mainly post like on Instagram? Like where yeah, mainly post like on Instagram yeah. like and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook is dead. Like, you it's know, dead, yeah. Instagram is like, right. yeah. so what I would do is go on your Instagram and make yeah. three posts for this episode and write three different headlines. Three different headlines. Okay. Yeah, right? okay. Three different headlines. Cause the headline is, is everything, man. Like it's got like, it. Yeah. So, so like, I know like, okay, well, let me look at what you got right now. Um, yeah. In terms of, yeah. Cause in terms, cause mainly what I've been doing is just stories, not really a lot of like direct posts, like from there. Yeah. They could be stories too. No yeah. stories are great. Yeah. Like no, yeah. I don't care what it is, like whatever yeah. you think that people are already responding to. Okay. So like the last episode that I see here, Oh yeah. no, this is like from Facebook. This is super dated. Um, yeah. Here, let me, uh, let me get to your Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, I can just go, I'll just do this one. This is like from February. It says, yeah. The episode title is episode 109 featuring Nick Dundas, Phil Burton, and Chase Murphy. That's yeah. Like yeah. That's your ringer to like try to get people to listen mm -hmm. to your podcast. Yeah. So try that one. Yeah. And then try something else like, I don't know. I don't know what you guys talked about in that one. Like if you were going to do like our podcast. Yeah. Like, you would be like, like try, I would try something like try the, the plain one. That's just, yeah. try some like edgy thing. Like where maybe yeah. you're swearing in the title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like fucking um, drywall <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. like um i i i had i yeah on, on the podcast that we had um i i would try it like the way that i i found like worked and again like i i don't think that this was i actually developed this method after we shut down that podcast once i had a kid i was like i don't have time for a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah eight hours of like every week for me to do this mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so like sometimes it would be just like yeah episode 50 black panther or yeah. something that. yeah but sometimes i would be like uh you know uh, episode 61 tiptoes with gary oldman also throwing <laughs> bombs out on the street where they belong like, uh, or, uh, yeah episode 58 i robot and videotaping yourself masturbating and watching it as pornography yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that story was so funny uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i gotta get out get out of the glory days here man um so like testing stuff like that like if you yeah. like find a salacious tidbit yeah. like you yeah. can put that in or like i mean it's like pancreation philosophy like yeah. it's you know if, if depending on your audience um mm -hmm. and you would know them best it's like maybe maybe they like what's the deeper part of this it's like yeah how to how to I don't know. I mean, I think how to start your own business is fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> that's really, yeah. really like overdone thing. Although I, you know, man, I see people, I see people spending literally hundred thousand dollars a month on ads and not doing this. Wow. Yeah, okay. Like big corporations, yeah. like people at the highest level make these mistakes still. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, like, yeah, when you get up to like Coca-Cola and stuff, they do have a lot of different people doing tests on different things, but like, they still screw it up. Like people screw it up everywhere. 
um, <laughs> everywhere you look. I mean, they're doing it in different degrees and, and you know, like I'm not saying like everybody's fools or something like that, but it's like, yeah, I've worked with like freaking like New York, you know, fancy ass ad executive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, and, I, and I'm working, I worked with this lady last summer and she drove me fucking nuts, man. <laughs> total, total nightmare client. I just, she just, she was so anal retentive and like all the shit that she cared about didn't matter. Like none of it would make the ads better. Like it was just like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like she was always like really, I mean like it's not like she was like super detail oriented, but it was just like getting caught up with like a little piece of punctuation mm-hmm. and not like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that she was totally incompetent. But it's like when you have to start writing proposals for people in a bureaucracy and stuff and you have to like cover so much stuff and yeah. it's like dude like 80 percent of the time we spent on this project was just writing a freaking proposal and oh, like geez. i get that like, yeah like i get that people need to be able to um like understand the project that they're giving you money for but like there is a certain point where like that bureaucracy yeah. folds in on itself got it yeah it becomes very ineffective and it's like I, I made 18 tests this week and if I had to write proposals in the way that I may have had to in the past to justify those tests, it would take me like three months. Oh, gee. I could have just done them in a week yeah. and, and we didn't even spend, we spent like 200 bucks on all of these tests. Okay. You know, it's like not even that much money. And yeah. It's, yeah. So people, but, but like everybody wants to cover their own ass. Like you're on some board, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, you're, you're in charge of the budget. Like you don't yeah. want your boss to be mad at you or like your shareholders, everybody's covering their own ass. And like, we have this huge bureaucracy just <laughs> people that it's yeah. like, nobody will do anything that makes any sense because they don't want to be liable. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be at risk. Like from there. Yeah, it's yeah. just this huge, like we have, I mean, in like Western nation, like we just have this huge culture of, of non-liability yeah (laughs) it's it's like a huge problem like you know it just it moves it's it's in like every level of our government and like every level of like your corporations and like yeah occasionally you get people who can think kind of smart about it and it's again people want it like they don't want to have to be stuck in that but they're just (laughs) you know what else am i going to do i'm going to open up myself up to some lawsuit or something like that or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know i'm going to get fired from my job for doing something smart and I mean, whatever. I, I'm being an asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But that, that's kind of a good. That's a good point because it's kind of because that's what prevents them from being agile in that sense because they're kind of stuck and like from being like risk averse. Like from there, yeah, it's like, like it's a. Bit, they need to develop yeah. a philosophy, an agile philosophy that they just need to put a portion of their budget to. <laughs> yeah. So we're spending ten thousand bucks a month. We're gonna put two thousand of it. It's gonna go just to tests. And it's gonna get wasted. Mm-hmm. Like we don't expect to get any return on that, but but we're gonna use those tests to feed our eight thousand dollars in tests. And yeah. like yeah. I feel like that is a philosophy that you can integrate into a bureaucracy. It's oh, like yeah. all they want is budgets assigned to things with goals of those budgets. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. this is the goal is to increase the results from this budget. It's yeah. It's research and people can do research and development in a corporation. Like we know that that's possible. <laughs> justify that to shareholders. Like it's yeah. like people understand the idea of investing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. something. So it's like, but people don't have it. There's no, there's like, Hey, we have 10,000 bucks. We're going to find the best ad agency uh, to run these. And the best ad agency is the guy who can just dazzle us uh, with fucking $5 words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like I, I remember like working for that lady, I literally couldn't do a good job. There's, oh, wow. Like, like, like I, you know, I, I've probably spent about $15,000 on education in the last year. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I could learn, I could be literally the best marketer in the entire goddamn world. Mm-hmm. And I never would have been able to make something work working with that person. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. You're, you need so much control over it. You need so many reports written mm-hmm. over every little justification. It's like, so let me give you an example. Like on Facebook, the audience you target is very important. Yes. Like it's like you create an ad and it's like mm-hmm. usually an image or a video and then like some text description. Like that's mm-hmm. one half of your ads. And the other half is like, well, who sees the ad? Yeah. And it's like, well, we want a bunch of rich fuck doctors to see the ads. <laughs> like, 
you know, people interested in this magazine or it's yeah. like, oh, we want a bunch of skateboarders to see our ads. So we're going to like do people interested in these sorts of pages or like we want parents who just had a baby a year ago and are going on vacation next month. You can actually target somebody by that <laughs> specific of a parameter, by the okay. way. Um, <laughs> so like you test out lots of different audiences and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I want you to write me a report of the three audiences that we're going to use for the next six months. So the board can approve the audience. Okay. It's like, dude, when I'm doing tests, I'll test a new audience every damn day. <laughs> like like yeah. I, I, I can't write a report. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's like you, God, it just drives me nuts, dude. Like it's just <laughs> retention too. And just yeah. like. It's, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know how to advertise. Got it. it. Got yeah, it. you don't know how fucking Facebook works, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. everybody hire me. Uh, <laughs> hire <laughs> this man. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I definitely see what you mean, especially just from like the martial arts perspective. It's like that fixed mindset. If you think like you know everything, then you actually you stop learning. Like from that, yeah, you stop learning, a, you're left behind. <laughs> yeah. As a, to, to, to get a philosophy reference into this philosophy podcast, as yeah. Slava Zizek says, uh, <laughs> from the trash can of ideology. Yeah. And, um, it, it, and uh, the moment where you feel like you can finally see clearly, like you've taken the blinders off, is precisely when you're in the heart of ideology. <laughs> That's when you're caught in its grips. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. He has that pervert's guide to ideology. It was on Netflix a few years ago. And, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, ne you never seen any Zizek? No, I have not. Yeah, pervert's oh. guide to I ideology. You got to check it out now. Oh, you got to. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's basically like this film essay where he goes through all these classes. Like the, so the first one he's talking about is they live you ever seen that john carpenter yes yeah, yeah yeah so he's talking so so his point is um you know the, the whole idea of like this campy satirical they live is yeah. um is uh this guy finds these sunglasses when you put on the yeah. sunglasses i'm saying yeah. this for your listeners not yeah. not for not yeah. to patronize you uh, <laughs> when you put on the sunglasses uh you can see the hidden ideology and the hidden messages so he looks at a billboard um that's advertising um, uh, you know, like a vacation, mm -hmm. uh, go to the Bahamas, you know, like get tan, blah, blah, blah. He puts on the glasses and instead he sees a text that says marry and reproduce. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he looks at a guy who wants some money from him and he's got a bunch of $1 bills in his hand. Uh, he puts on the glasses and the bills say, I am your God. You know, so <laughs> it's very, it's very campy. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like it's not like, it's not like it, it's not exactly subversive uh, satire, <laughs> right? That's where I think that brand obey comes from because he yeah. looks at a billboard and it says obey. Obey, yeah. Light. yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's really awesome. Like the vision are so iconic yes. um, and and then the movie ends up being basically invasion of the body snatchers where it's like there's all these aliens he puts on the glasses and there's aliens amongst us who are yeah. controlling us which is uh it's so awesome and then he just goes and kills them all with like a shotgun yeah and that's where you, that's where you get that line uh, i'm here to, i'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubble gum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um Zizek talks about it um basically that his his beef with John Carpenter is is basically what I said. You put on the glasses, now you see everything clearly. Oh, that's, that's when you're caught. When you don't see things clearly, that's yeah. precisely when you are caught in the grips yeah. of ideology. <laughs> your lens is so fully distorted that you think that you see the world clearly. Like I think that's what is happening a lot today with like the polarization in politics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, like everybody, everybody, like the stronger and like angrier you feel about it, yeah. it's like it's not a real righteous anger like you think exactly. it is. It's like you're actually like you have like ideology is is has pulled you in and like digested you and Got shit it. you out and now you are a piece of shit. And, like, <laughs> you're like know. spinning in the funnel, like from yeah. That. Like I mean, yeah. no wonder people like choose to be nihilistic instead. It's like, well, this doesn't matter. I'm not going to vote. Like none of this. Who cares? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's like God. Like without a like pretty concrete philosophy to con combat that. Like what are you? I, I don't know what type of defense you have really. Like mm -hmm. in choosing not to care is the obvious choice, like without some real grappling with the material. And um, um, yeah, so I love, uh, I, I love Zizek's take on that. I think it's like, it's, it's super brilliant. Um, there's that awesome scene in They Live. Uh, I'm basically giving away the first part of this. <laughs> but that, it, it's super interesting. So um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a scene in They Live where, so Roddy Piper, the wrestler, is like the main character. Yes. Um, and uh, and he, uh, I think it's Michael Keith. He's also in The Thing, and uh, he was in the newest episode of Community. He's, Michael Keith is <laughs> awesome. 
man. Um, Dave, Keith David. Holy shit, I just called him Keith David. Yeah. Michael Keith. <laughs> Michael <And> Keith. Uh, <laughs> um, so so he, he's like, you've got to put on these glasses. You've got to see, like, what I'm seeing with this thing. And he doesn't want to put it on the glasses. And, like, this fight scene, dude, is, like, 10 minutes long. They're just in an alleyway. And, like, they're just punching each other, like, in the face, like, back and forth. And, yeah. like, it is an odd. Like, people would be like, damn, that fight scene is going on way too long. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah. but the point that Zizek makes, he says, like, people don't want to, they, they don't want to see, like, the, you know, to open up to seeing what they're being influenced by, like, is actually mm. a very painful experience, even though, ah. like, he has that aforementioned part where he's saying you're not really seeing it, but, like, yeah. you know, take, uh, yeah, you have to, like, uh, balance multiple viewpoints at the same time to take that in. Um, but it's like, yeah, people don't, they don't want to be exposed. And like, and there's a reason that scene is so violent. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that sort of expression in film where it's like, you can watch it and have no fucking idea what's going <laughs> on. But if you like, if you look yeah. at the themes underneath and like, and really think about it, you're like, damn, that's some brilliant shit. Like a uh, John Carpenter, like my favorite eighties director, dude. <laughs> Big Trouble in uh, Little China. In Little China, yeah. yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. Obviously the original Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um yeah so anyways <laughs> nice nice oh, man. Oh, man. so yeah do you see so you guys like what what would what, you guys talk about like yeah what are you what are you exploring lately like are you are you reading anything or like what's what's kind of on your mind what's your youtube circle yeah uh, the the youtube circle that, that that i'm looking at let's see mainly yeah mainly mainly i look at hero <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just like <laughs> Just MAGA, make a MAGA great yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, just election highlights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was actually, uh, I actually did like a, like a, I have some comedian friends and they did like a, I did a comedy cameo on them, like News Tonight, where I played like a, a Trump supporter. Awesome. And I went Trump supporters solely for like inciting violence and like the, a revolution. Like from there, right. like, oh, you, you don't support his politics? I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm just here for the violence in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. But, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I think you could put that on both sides too, yeah, but uh, exactly. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I love, uh, dude, sa satire has become a very weird thing to me. Oh right? yes. Because it's like, it's like the whole, like we're like a hundred percent in like the simulacra with like satire now like like i go back and like i've, I've been reading 1984 again recently mm -hmm. um i think i started it when that nsa thing happened so that's about how <laughs> books. um and like you do still get that that brilliant feeling from it like like a lot of satire today like you don't get that feeling from it because it's mm -hmm. just it's very easy to do like like people like we're so programmed now to be able to like extrapolate something like i think just through memes like it's mm -hmm. like like it's almost just second nature to be able to like to come up with that sort of stuff now yeah and um i don't even know what it fucking is anymore like you know, <laughs> like like the onion and click hole like you know much hard times and yeah i got a video game hard times called the hard drive uh <laughs> it's actually really good yeah. um but it's like i have i must see 200 satirical news headlines a day yeah. like yeah. i see so much satire that it's just like I don't even know what satire is anymore. Yeah. Like, like satire bombarded be, by it. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be this thing that people didn't get. Yeah. Like you'd, like you'd post, like, I remember, um, I did this satirical video. So in our town, we have like, it's kind of a Bible belt town. Okay. Uh, and our newspaper, like our, especially the, the Chilliwack progress is like very much like they have a few reporters who are very much like, like not like that. Like they're super atheistic or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so we had uh we were trying to like the town was trying to put in like a youth homeless shelter <laughs> and like one of the buildings that was there was there was a building that was really really suitable like you have a bunch of experts who have to analyze mm -hmm. these buildings to like mm -hmm. see like does this work like for a layout mm -hmm. um and uh it was like some coffee shop in town that had been around forever so um and like i guess their lease was up so they were like well the owners were like well you know like we could let the youth homeless shelter take over this place like that would be pretty fine and the owner of the coffee shop is like yeah i don't even care like i'll just i'll just go to another location like it's not really a big deal like he wasn't he wasn't like oh my god they're like making me leave this place that i've been here or like whatever he was like yeah i'm already kind of thinking about it but dude the news headline that comes up, that comes in our newspaper is like local churches evict successful downtown business or whatever and like dude like i used to get in these like 500 comment facebook 
like you know posts or whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like and it's like how are churches a victim? It's like a youth homeless shelter. They're like, well, some churches were funding that youth homeless shelter, and it's like, so the churches are the villains for like funding the the homeless youth. Like, <laughs> how what, dare they? What world are you living <laughs> yeah. in here? And like, yeah. and and like, there's always this brigade of people here who will be like, who are who are like, they're so frustrated with like yeah. the conservative atmosphere that they're just like willing to hate on anything. <laughs> sounds conservative and they're like yeah like you can't evict them like listen if somebody's lease runs out and like it just doesn't get renewed that's not an eviction like yeah it's like like it's like you know like i have roommates like i i run a house i have a bunch of roommates and it's like occasionally someone's a bad fit and like i'm like hey man like you're kind of pissing off everybody here like yeah the next like two or three months just try see if you can find another place to like move to and it's like that's not an eviction like yeah and like that's actually way more egregious than what happened in this coffee shop it's like like, you're a violent fucking weirdo and you need to leave this weekend that's an eviction (laughs) (laughs) and i remember getting in arguments with people and they're like literally arguing that like down to that to that granular (sighs) detail and it's like dude like do you even know anything something like that yeah um i put it on youtube and like people were upset dude like like people were, <laughs> like my pastor called like you have to take down this video like oh. like, like everyone's way too upset about this like because yeah. i think there were like a few churches who were actually like they really wanted the, the shelter to succeed turns yeah. out like um that some people who like go to church like are not just like evil oh um, what <laughs> shocking uh, <laughs> uh yeah like it was this huge inflammatory thing like turns into this like whole conversation so the homeless shelter has to go to a way shittier building as a result <laughs> Like, yeah. um, like it was like, it was super shitty what had happened. Yeah. Like, um, uh, like just from these fucking dipshit inflammatory <laughs> journalists. Yeah. Like, they were just like, yeah. Spewing yeah. They're just, from they're there. just like throwing yeah. this fire at it. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and they, and I know that these guys feel so righteous about it. Oh, They're for sure. Like, I'm just doing like a fine, you know, I'm able to really uh, turn yeah. this town around. Like exactly, fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah fighting <laughs> the good fight. These hillbilly, like backwards, yeah. uh, you know, slope headed, yeah. uh, knuckle dragging uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Neanderthals in like yeah. this like conservative town, trying to help these homeless youth when like they should really be using yeah. the right um, pronouns for people like that. <laughs> Like, I mean, fine to be nice to people and be respectful yeah. to them in person or yeah. whatever, but it's like, yeah. you know, people literally not starving on the street, like yeah. I think might take priority in this yeah. case. Just, um, just a little bit. So, like, <laughs> anyways, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah no, no worries. And then, I mean, probably, yeah, just due to time constraints, we're going to have to wrap it up pretty quick. But yeah, Andrew, do you, is there anything like any parting words or any ways like if someone was watching this and wanted to like contact you like what's the best way like yeah um i have a a website andrew muller creative m-u-l-l-e-r yeah well we used to have umlauts over the u uh because it's like my family's from germany but um turns out that after the war people didn't like germans right away yeah even though we're like literally like my like my oma's like having people like her family shot in front of her by like yeah. Like, you know, like just like yeah. one of those stories, you're like yes. peeing on your feet to stay warm and shit. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, and it's just like, and now you're being discriminated against, exactly. like, in your umlauts. No, yeah, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, if you happen to have some sort of C level executive like listening to your podcast, <laughs> reach out to me and like, let's do some yeah. ads. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's uh, exactly the target. I'm, I'm reaching rock your world. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for your time, Andrew. All right, guys. Bye, everybody.